And given that it is the first day of school for so many kids, I feel like we can't say enough to just drive a little more carefully around schools because there are kids who are excited to see their friends. They're maybe using a crossing that they haven't used before and they just don't pay attention. Let's be honest, that's kids for you. And it's up to the motorists to be as careful as possible. We do have an issue, though, with traffic and children crossing the road around schools, and that is that there is a shortage of lollipop people, crossing supervisors, people to make sure that children are safe when they're getting to and from school. There's a growing shortage. Can anyone tell me why? One double three six nine three. I would have thought it would be a nice job to have. Is it the rates of pay that are not good enough? It's um, friendly. There's always seem to be very happy. The kids are happy and smiling. And I was reading one lollipop person talking about their many, many years in the job saying, it's just lovely. You get to film this relationship with the kids and their families and watch them grow up. And then their younger brothers and sisters come along. One double three six nine three. why do we have a growing shortage of crossing supervisors? What is the problem and what are the reasons for the shortage and what needs to be done to fix it? Because we do need to fix it. We need these people to make sure that children are safe getting to and from school. At least 15 councils are still, even as school goes back, they're still on the hunt for lollipop people. School crossings are going unsupervised in some of these areas as a result, which seems a very dangerous thing. One double three six nine three. your thoughts. Joining me now, Stephen Jolly is a Yarra City Councillor. Good afternoon, Stephen. Good afternoon, Judy. Thank you for joining me. What is the problem? Why do we have this shortage of school crossing supervisors? Well, because they're paid peanuts. Some of them, especially if they're employed directly by councils, are on 45-minute contracts. So that means that if you're a casual, you're on $26 an hour for 45 minutes. If you're a part-timer, you're on $18 an hour for 45 minutes. And then you go home and you don't get paid. So um, people want to work. People love the job, as you said in your intro. But you can't, uh, it doesn't make financial sense. By the time you take out the transport costs to get to and fro from home to a school, $18 for a shift for one day for 45 minutes. It's the type of conditions you'd expect in a third world country or in America, but not in Australia. And that's why we've got dozens and dozens of schools who can't find school, um, uh, school crossing supervisors. Now, are they all employed directly by councils in their area? No. Um, for example, one school in Richmond that I've had a lot of dealings with on this matter over the past period um, employ um, via a recruitment agency. And it's quite ironic that a recruitment agency that are normally where you'd get, you know, casual labour hire sort of situation, very, very low and exploitative working conditions, offer better conditions because they have a two hour minimum than, uh, than city council. So the council that I'm uh, a member of, the Yarra Council, claims to be the most progressive green-run council in Australia and all the rest of it, and we've got 45-minute to one-hour contracts. It's outrageous. What feedback are you hearing from the supervisors themselves and from schools and parents? Well, from the supervisors, they love the, they love the job. They, you know, For all the reasons that you said, they love their job and they want to work. Um, th- these are some of the poorest workers in Australia at a time when you know wages share of GDP is its lowest level since 1960s. Um, You've got 6.5% inflation. They're really, really doing it tough, like I'm sure many of your listeners are, and they want to work, but they can't work on a 45-minute contract. It doesn't make economic sense for them to do that. But, but Stephen, uh, Stephen, what's the answer, though? I mean, when you look at it, it's not a difficult job. They, they, they walk out into the centre of the road, ask the traffic to obey the signal that's already there, and then step back. So what should they be paid? 
Well, I think that at the very minimum, there should be a two-hour minimum. I think that the state needs to look, the state government needs to look at employing them directly as they do for teachers and support staff at schools. The only people in and around schools that aren't employed by the state government are school crossing supervisors that are employed via councils. And many of these councils are uh, underfunded, short of money, and they're looking to cut costs, and that's why we have 45-minute contracts. So I think the government needs to step in. The two-hour minimum contract, which is, by the way, way lower than any... Like, I work in the building industry. Um, we've got an eight-hour minimum. Most, most of the listeners who work would be on a four-hour minimum. Two hours is still... It's very, very modest demand. If they had a two-hour minimum, I think you would solve this problem almost overnight. But what that means is if, if a crossing supervisor is doing 45 minutes to an hour and you've got their wages set at a, a two-hour minimum, I'm just looking at, at some of the various rates being charged by different um, jurisdictions, but different areas. Melbourne City Council appears to offer the lowest amount. It's just under $28. But let's say, let's round it up, let's say it's going to be around about $60 for 45 minutes work. Does that seem reasonable to you? Well, the alternative is that we don't have school crossing supervisors and we have a situation where kids are crossing the road with no supervisor or they have to try and scrape around looking for parents to volunteer, even teachers at times. So we have got a problem and you have to pay for what you want. Um, And, you know, I think that even that rate is probably like the hourly rate for a building worker. It's not a lot of money for somebody that that are doing like probably the most important thing that you can do out there, which is looking after our kids. I understand that. So where does that money come from then, this extra money that you would like them to be paid? Well, I mean, in Yarra, it's a tiny number of people. We're looking at 50 to 100 staff, a supervisor should say. It's a small amount of money compared to some of the wastes that you see on councils at the present moment of time. It's money well spent. From a state government perspective, it's, it's, as a percentage of their outgoings, it's even less. Um, and, you know, to be honest with you, I think especially in a lot of the uh, bigger schools in the inner city, you know, you could even do a whip round amongst the parents to pay the money. Like, I, I think it's probably it was very shocking for people when they picked up the paper this morning to see that people are on 45-minute contracts. It's unheard of in the Australian context. Um, I think that money can be found. We, we spend, government and council spend a lot of money on, on total waste of, you know, rubbish. This is something that's not at all like that. Stephen, I thank you for your time uh, this afternoon. Stephen Jolly there, Yarra City Councillor. Well, what do you think of his suggestion that uh, crossing supervisors be on these contracts minimum two hours, even though in actuality the job of, of attending to the school crossing at the beginning of the day or at the end of the day will only probably take them 45 minutes to an hour. So their minimum is going to be at, at least um, uh, $56 would be the cheapest that I can see, according to what some of the different councils are offering. But let's say roughly $60 for 45 minutes work. Considering that they are looking after the safety of children, is that reasonable? Uh, but then the fact that we have automated traffic lights, should kids take some responsibility and learn themselves early how to use a crossing or is that playing Russian roulette? One double three six nine three.